When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you, Jonathan. Back here on the show, welcome in from Cleveland, 92.3 The Fan, Ken Carmen, my birthday bro on June 27th, if I remember correctly, right, Ken? Yes. Yes. I, I, first off, I didn't even know because I was like, oh, my God, this is Matthew. And then I had to follow you back because I didn't – hell, I didn't even know you were working up in Minnesota <laughs> for like two months. Yeah, I know. And it now you've been up there for how long? How yeah. long have you been up there? Um, let's see, almost four years now. So that we wow. we yeah. met um, because I interviewed with your station and my old boss, Andy Roth, who decided yeah. to hire someone else. Right, like thanks, Andy. Um, but That's a bad call by him. I know, but everything everything worked out. I went to a sports city with no tragedies in sports or anything. It's just smooth sailing here, so it's been totally, totally different than it would have been if it was there, Ken. Hmm. That's well. That, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the whole the whole four Super Bowl thing is a little bit rough, but you know, other than that. Yeah, other, yeah, other than all the Super Bowl losses and the NFC Championship losses and shanking oh, a kick yeah. wide left when you had, you know, 15-1 oh, record. Yeah. And, you know, Whoa, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot about all those. Boy, the, I'm not getting off of the right foot with your the, listeners. I apologize, folks. The, uh, the Minnesota Twins totally losing every playoff game to the Yankees. I mean, yeah, it, it goes on. Uh, how about the entire Minnesota Timberwolves organization? Um, so, you know. Uh, but did you guys um, talk about did you guys talk about uh, Kevin Garnett and what he said about your owner? Uh, only a little bit, yeah. But we were not surprised considering Garnett's right. kind of been saying those things for a while, and so even the best player from the organization ever by about fifty miles hates us. Yeah. So, <laughs> did I tell you? Did I tell you? By the way, did I tell you my theory about that back in twenty ten? What's that? Because. Kevin Durant was like openly asked about it, and then he's like, "No, I even talked to LeBron personally. I said LeBron should leave if he feels like it." <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that's that's hate for the owner right there. That's hate because we had always heard like eh, Dan Gilbert's a little tough to work for, things yeah. like that." And I go, "Oh, he asked the wrong guy. That guy, oh, because poor Kevin. I know, I and I know it's I know that Minnesota fans have their side to it too. I'm sure, but." Boy, he seemed like he was he was locked in on that, and they were just going to be like, "Okay, come on out and see Kevin Garnett." It was like he was in a real life version of Space Jam. Like, it's like, oh, well, well, you will use him for gate, and that's the way it is. Oh, Ooh, yeah, boy. yeah. It's uh, it's really convoluted because he came back, and then there were supposedly promises made to him that weren't held up, yeah. and now he doesn't dislike Minnesota or the fans, which is not that comforting uh, since he hates the owner and says he'll never come back. So, like, all right, whatever, man. Uh, but more. Well, 
sells the team, if he sells, I'm telling you right now, if I'm if if I ever bought that team, if I were like a new owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, first thing I'm doing is reaching out to Kevin. Oh, absolutely, let's, and I and I think the if they are ever sold, he'll be right back. I think it's a personal thing with him and Glenn Taylor, and nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. So you know, you wait long enough, then these things will sort themselves out. But more importantly, do you know who the best athlete born on our birthday is? Johnny Benson was a really good race car driver. Okay, maybe better than Jim Edmonds in terms of like the best athlete, but Jim Jim Edmonds some pretty good outfield catches there for us. And yeah, Mr. Marlin Jeff Conine. My favorite is Mr. Marlin Jeff Conine. I would I would rather go with with Mr. Marlin Jeff Conine. I know that Jim Edmonds is a little bit uh I know he's a little banged up right now because of the whole virus thing, but boy, there's some uh there's some greasy stuff there in the background there with with Jim Edmonds. I don't know if I want to claim that guy. Yeah, okay, let's go with Mr. Marlin. All right. Well, let me ask we you go. about Odell Beckham. I don't know when his birthday is, but uh he is uh, apparently on the block here and when a report comes from somebody who never reports anything, then you always mm-hmm. go, "All right, where is this coming from? Is there any truth to it?" But I think the big question is, uh, would Cleveland trade Odell Beckham if they have the opportunity? If the right price came along, yeah, I think that anybody's. I think that anybody's open, with the exception of franchise quarterbacks, certainly wide receivers. You know, first off, about Malusis, I, I I've only met Mark a couple of times. I don't know him to be a liar, and I know that a lot of fans reacted negatively towards that. And yeah. I'll say that in the morning that you know, just because the news is not what you want to hear doesn't mean that the guy giving you the news is a total liar and trying to get himself over in some sort of way. That's that's not true. Mark Malusis, Mark Malusis has been a professional for a long time. I got nothing against that guy. And if somebody told him, I believe that it's probably happened. This, this is the thing with Odell is that I think Odell does like his teammates. He is good in the locker room. Uh, he does get along with a lot of people in the organization. And I think that he does try to be a really good person. I also think that he's also a bit immature. And I also know that he's very close with family members and he's very close with his inner circle. And that inner circle does not want him in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard about those things during the season last year and, and I wanted to not listen to him because I'm a big fan of Odell Beckham Jr. But I, I really felt that there was a lot of people that I was hearing that were saying, listen, man, there's, there's people around him who do not want him there and they're going to try to force his way out of there. And that's not even Odell. Those are the people around him. So I'm not surprised by this. I thought that during this time, I go, boy, we're not going to have sports for a while. This is right. It's going to happen. There's going to be talk about Odell. Uh, I didn't know it would happen this early. I thought it might happen after the draft. But uh, I'm not surprised. And I think that the price is still too low. I wouldn't give up on him if I were the Browns because it's still a first-round pick. And I know that if he goes out there and he has a bad season, then I'm really not going to get any of my 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 recoup losses back yep. but this is this is just the the point that i think about it you gave up a ton for him uh you got the guy you're you're 40 million dollars under the cap so you're not strapped right now if he goes out there and he has a hellacious season that means that baker's done better and maybe means that you want to keep him because a, a, a good strong statistical season by odell that if they can get that extra playoff spot now that everybody's going to be able to earn that both conferences are going to get uh, that's going to mean a happy Odell. And if Odell goes out there in the playoffs in a, in a game and balls out, then it's going to make Browns fans happy. Even if they lose that game, it's going to make a lot of people happy. So that can change. I wouldn't give up on it because I think Kevin Stefanski is a better equipped coach than what Freddie Kitchens was. Yeah. 
and I'd like to see it work out. But, yeah, if I, if I were any one of these teams, I'd kick the tires on it. People talk all the time in the NFL. Everybody's up for grabs. Well, and that's why when the report comes out that I think, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings were calling on other wide receivers to see what the price is. And uh, he never claimed that it was about to happen in the next 20 minutes. He just said that that conversation had happened. And also, I love to sit and watch and see how fast it is before the team tries to deny it publicly. And the speed in which they attempted to deny it uh, made me think, okay, well, there's probably some truth to that conversation because they ran right out to say, no, 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 nothing's going on here, just like they did with Stefan Diggs. Oh, nothing's wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong. We're definitely mm-hmm. keeping Stefan Diggs and not trading him. Uh, in terms mm-hmm. of Odell Beckham, the player, though, I mean, what's left there? Because there is 27 years old that's sort of young in the NFL and emerging still into your prime, and there's 27 years old of a body that's been through some stuff. And uh, a few years yeah. ago here, Ken, we got uh, we, the Vikings traded for uh, Michael Floyd, and we went, oh, the guy's like 28. Wow. He should be great. And his body was shot at that point. And Beckham mm-hmm. has been through some injuries now. The fear with Odell is I think he got hurt when he, when he, had, his, when he had a serious injury a few years ago. Uh, I think that that has messed with him a little bit. I think that's made him hesitant. Mm-hmm. I think that has it, it is. I, I'm no doctor here, and it's always my personal thought. But I think that that has made him very cognizant of his future, not just in football but after football. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has messed with his head a little bit. And uh, I, I think that he's dealing with some things about what is the difference between hurt and injured at times because. You know, we found out he was playing with this with this hernia throughout the year, and maybe he was banged up throughout the year. But man, we kept hearing about things. We kept hearing about things before the season, and he didn't want to talk to team doctors, and he didn't want to go to OTAs about that. I go, well, yeah, because guys don't trust NFL doctors anymore. They don't. Yeah. They, they, I, they, never, they never really did, but they just went along with it back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Now they really don't trust them, and since they can afford it, they're going to have their own doctor look at it, and they're, they have because of the NFLPA, they have every right to do that. And so they exercise that right. And I think that that has made Odell a little nervous about NFL doctors. And I do think that because of some of the – Odell's not a problem where he gets arrested. I don't worry about Odell at night. But, you know, the stuff with, with LSU yeah. over, the, over the national championship game, it's like, man, Jarvis was at that game too. And, and no one no one knew about Jarvis. You know, there was a picture before them, but Odell really showed his ass in a lot of ways. It was really stupid. And I think that now with the NFL, you look across this league, there's more with quarterbacks. It, it fluctuates with other positions, but it's always going to be with quarterbacks. And I think a lot of these a lot of these general managers are going, why am I paying seventeen million dollars a year for a wide receiver when I can draft a guy in the second round? And if mm-hmm. I have a franchise quarterback, I'm gonna put that I'm gonna put that guy on the field, and all of a sudden that guy's gonna become a weapon. And I got a nice cheap asset for the next four years. And why am I gonna deal with a headache who complains? who has his friends complain in the media, yeah. who has his friends try to get arguments going with trading him. I don't think the general managers want to do that. And I do fear for Odell at 27 years old. I, I said this last year. I go, man, if this guy doesn't – if things don't start to go his way, if he gets traded again, he's out of this league sooner than he thinks. And I think that would be a shame. He has some of the best playmaking ability that I've ever seen. And I think it could be sooner than later when it comes to a guy like Odell.
And everything that you said there just does not click with the Vikings organization. I mean, they have been willing to take some risks on some guys, like Sheldon Richardson had some problems early in his career. Delvin Cook had some in college. Um, but the rope was always extremely short because, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with Cook, it was like, all right, it's a second-round pick. If it doesn't work out, oh, well, that's a draft pick that didn't work out. It happens. And with yeah. Richardson, it was a one-year deal. So uh, looking at Beckham's contract, if they were to trade for him, it's essentially a one year deal and then they could get out of it without dead money if they wanted to get rid of him do you think that there are so many problems there in terms of all that other noise that comes around with Beckham that other teams Vikings or anybody else are just going to say especially in a draft with so many great wide receivers uh this isn't really worth our time well this is what makes the Viking situation special is that you have Zimmer which I'm from, uh, you know, listen, I'm a thousand miles away, so correct me if I'm wrong. It just seems that everybody and their brother is always talking about firing the guy. <laughs> I don't think yeah. the organization necessarily wants to fire the guy. They're expected to do great things in Minnesota. They've had a talented football team for quite a while, and it seems like maybe if I can guess that it feels to some of the fans like that window of opportunity is closing here yep. a little bit with Kirk yep. Cousins. Is yep. that true? Okay. Definitely. So they have to try to keep that window open, and they know they only have a short period of time that, that things might come to a loggerheads here pretty quickly. And so that's why Odell makes sense. Everything else of what you said, I think that's really, really true. I think there's a lot of things that teams just don't want to deal with. Because I've said it before a million times on air, I'm not taking anything less right now. I'm not taking anything less than a number than a first-round pick for Odell. I know I'm not getting a first-round pick for right. Odell. Yeah. So I know I don't have to worry about it. And the other thing about the uh, the other thing about the contract, I'll tell you this, Matthew, is that last year before the year there was conversations about. Odell wants an extension. Odell wants his contract reworked. He wants to be the, the richest player in the NFL or the richest wide receiver in the NFL. And those conversations disappeared, and he went out and he had a not-so-great year, and that conversation went totally away. There is a thought for a lot of people around here that if he goes out there and he puts up a 1,300-yard season with 10 touchdowns or something like that and the Browns look really good, He's going to go, I ain't coming to camp next year. You're going to give me a contract, yep. which is weird because he, he never missed time in New York. He did not miss any camp time in New York. He went to work. But there's a lot of people going, oh, boy, he's going to want to be paid, and that's it. So there will be people. I guarantee I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do the show, and there will be people going, nah, we got, we got, we got Jarvis. We can go get ourselves a, a wide receiver in the draft. We got this and that. We'll be fine without Odell. I guarantee there will be people like that because they're trying to get ahead of the curve because they know that he has a good year. He's going to get paid again. Yeah, this this is a situation that sort of screams, I'm not sure how much better it's going to get, but his raw mm-hmm. talent is so exciting that the Vikings, like you mentioned, it, it, there's always a ton of pressure when you set expectations so high. When you go to yes. an NFC championship and fall short the next two years, then the ownership is saying, hey, uh, when are you guys going to get back there? And the Vikings have just lost half of their defense. So, you know, that's kind of the feeling that um, they could do something big and they could do something risky so but trying to figure out the timeline with this team is tough though ken because it makes so much sense to take a step back in order to take a step forward you know one step back two steps forward like in the draft and getting rid of some of the bigger contracts and things like that but then they sign cousins to an extension which more says okay now we're trying to win now again we're not rebuilding this thing and so we've been trying to figure this out and at least if a move like this happened it would be all right you're pushing all your chips to the middle of the table but that's not that different from Cleveland, who in the hiring of Kevin Stefanski wants to now be a winner too. And, you know, even if he's a pain in the butt, 
subtracting talent from your quarterback that you want to see if he can really do it seems a little bit weird to me as well. I can I compare I compare Odell. I don't know if it'll resonate with Minnesota fans. I compare Odell to J.R. Smith. And the reason is is because I think he's a barometer for the team. If Odell's in a bad mood, you know that the team's not doing well. If Odell's mm-hmm. in a great mood, that you know that that team is doing very well. Oh, JR was the same way with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is that guy. And if he he is the type of wide receiver that he he'll take souls away. He will he will make plays that will inspire your quarterback. Mm-hmm. He will make plays that will, will light a fuse with your offense and light a fuse with your entire football team. And again, I, I'm not going to say he's a bad teammate. He is actually a really good teammate. So many people can't believe that. He's a really good teammate. His teammates do love him. They loved him in New York, and they love him here in Cleveland. Uh, I think some of the front offices have been obviously willing to rip their hair out because of Odell, but his teammates love him. And he's the type of guy who can destroy a defense because – He'll make a play, and it just feels like they can't stop him, and he'll demoralize the team, and he'll beat them. Mm-hmm. But it, it's been few and far between over the last, really, three years. I think that the frustration and the criticism that he had when they went down to Miami and got on that boat trip when they had that bye week going into the playoffs, <laughs> yes. and he went out there and had, like, what, one catch for seven yards, yep. and they got beat. I think that that has stuck with him over that time, and it seems that the, the harder he tries – the tougher he makes things for himself. And, again, he's still a bit immature, and I think that that really bothers him. And I, I wonder if Odell at 32 years old would be a fine wine type of guy, but I don't think that he'll be able to get to 32 years old at this rate. I think that he could be a guy who maybe gets traded this off season or gets traded next off season, And if it's to the wrong situation, maybe a year, maybe two, he'd be 29-30, and that might be it. Well, we'll He's see. At a crossroads um, right now. We'll see if anything comes of it, Ken. Before I let you go, uh, you got to mm-hmm. help me out a little bit. I'm going to be on your station tonight, mock drafting for an hour, and I, I'm afraid of what could happen if I get it wrong with the we got Browns. You on so. For an hour? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm doing. The whole mock. I was like, yeah. So first, our friend Andy Roth doesn't hire me years ago. Now he wants me to give him a free hour. It's wow. unbelievable. It's a one-sided relationship. Wow. It's unbelievable. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send him the audio of this, by the way. So, uh, who, yeah. who am I picking for the Browns? Why are you picking for the Browns? I'm picking everybody. Picking for Minnesota? I'm doing everybody. I'm like, I'm taking Burrow number one, and then I'm doing the whole thing. Really? Again, for free. Yeah, this is really happening. Okay. 7 well, o'clock Eastern, I think. Yeah, like I, I know. Uh, it's awful. All right, well, but, but in the these Browns, times, you just got to do whatever you, well, you're asked to do. Well, right? Take me through. Do you, do you got your first nine? No. <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, I haven't started it yet. I, I was going to get it together after the show. But I mean, what what am I targeting here? Am I targeting an offensive lineman? Isn't yeah, your you isn't your left tackle in, isn't your left tackle in jail in Mexico or something? Yeah, he's in prison. He's El Chapo. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, he's technically in a holding cell. I can't say he's in prison. You know, he's going to have his day in court. Yeah. That's a shame, man. Greg's a good guy. And then I heard about that, and I go, well, he's not that good of a guy, yeah. but he was always really nice to me. But uh, <laughs> regardless of that, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you think you know a guy. All we do is interview these guys. We're like, oh, he's a really great guy. You don't know him personally. What the hell am I saying? Okay, uh, I'll tell you this. If you don't take an offensive lineman, you're going to be cussed out. However, I've been saying this for the last month. If Isaiah Simmons is there, I don't I don't care what any of you mm. said. It's double birds to anybody on Twitter or anybody on the phone. I'm taking Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I, he'd be the best linebacker they've had since Clay Matthews. 
and, and he stopped playing for the Browns in like 91, 92. So I don't want to hear any of that. It's been a long – they haven't had a good linebacker in forever. That guy can do anything. I would pick him at number 10, and mm-hmm. then maybe I'd trade back into the first round and, and maybe try to get Ezra Cleveland at the back end of that first round. Because people just go, this is what fans do all the time, and we're, we're guilty of it as well. We're fans too. Is they go, well, it's a deep draft for offensive linemen, so you can just take any one of those six guys. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, you know really. damn well. Fans know very well that two of those guys are going to be all pro. Two of those guys are going to be nice players maybe or journeymen, and the other two are going to be garbage. Yep. And yep. we've done that before, and, boy, with the Browns, we just seem to take garbage. So <laughs> that is not an answer by any sort of a fan. Any sort of a fan who does that, no, 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 no. This is 10 overall. Teams can't do that. They get fired. I need a name. You give me a name, not a position. Yeah. I did think Courtney Brown was going to make it, but, you know, sometimes the draft, I, man. I'll never, never forget this. I'll tell you this, and I know you're trying to get off the phone. We had, when they drafted Cam Irving, who plays for Kansas City now, and he's a swing tackle yeah, for them. Yep. He came in. I met him when his family came in. I recorded an interview. And he, he was in the facility. His whole family was there. He's from Moultrie, Georgia. This is, this is the pinnacle of everything. He was the nicest kid I've ever seen in my entire life. I loved him so much. He was so nice. His family was so nice. The Haslam's are in there. They're so happy to have him. He goes to the Indians game. He looks at the person with the Cleveland Indians because he's throwing out the first pitch that night. He goes, this is the greatest day of my life. You guys need to understand this. This is the greatest day of my life. And halfway through that year, he wouldn't talk to anybody. (laughs) He's depressed. He's upset. Old Browns football, I hate to say it, can rob your soul, man. And I I saw the light go out of that poor kid's eyes. And I felt terrible about it. So, you can't just say draft any lineman. It's got to be the right guy. Yeah. No, it, that exact same thing happened here with a guy they drafted in the fourth round, TJ Clemmings, where he was really athletic and a super, super nice guy. And by about midway through the season, they, he got thrown in to start prematurely and he just got smoked and he was he would stand sort of outside of the shower and peek over to see if the media had left yet so he wouldn't have to talk and uh he he was getting cussed out every day in practice and everything else so yeah it's a it's it's a hard game and you can never really project it but you know maybe i'll troll your guys later tonight and draft a uh tight end or something just to draft a wide receiver draft a wide receiver They'll, they'll break the stay-at-home order and end up outside the studio, <laughs> pitchforks and fire and all that stuff. <laughs> That's perfect. I'll say, look, if you're trading Odell Beckham, you're going to need Denzel Mims or something. So, all right, well, that's great, Ken. Uh, on June 27th, if it's not a weekend, you're coming back, and we're going to celebrate our birthdays on the show. All right, that sounds fine with me. I'm good with that. <laughs> all right, man, great great to have you. Great to catch up and uh, give Andy a hard time for me. I will. Thank you. Thank you very much, brother. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Ken Carmen there. He does mornings on 92.3 The Fan and is my birthday bro. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.